Not Exactly Radio with you once again. Took a little bit of a week off there, needed a, uh, a little, little mental vacation for a second, not thinking about much, and it was a good, it was a good week. I uh, worked on making myself completely hairless. Yes, he is completely bald. Uh, look at, if you could see him right now, I know this is a podcast and everything, but you could definitely see Tony no longer has hair anywhere. He is naked on his camera right now in our meeting. Uh, so just put that mental image into your head right now. Anyways, it's not exactly I'm just, radio. I'm also covered in uh, hand sanitizer. It's just like the uh, Always Sunny episode. Yeah, he just, wants to, he just wants to be pure. He just wants to be pure. Anyways, not exactly radio here once again with your host, Benny K and Tony, person, woman, man, camera, TV, Tony, <laughs> Tony, person, woman, man, camera, TV, Tony. We just passed the cognitive test. That is very good. Also, Kevin also passes sort of actually, you know what? You did fail the cognitive test. Yeah, so, I said people instead of person. I was going to say it was weird not having uh, the countdown to start off the episode yes. uh, we're trying something a little different here but yes. then y'all started off with how the episode that you all just heard started and you know it's fine it's fine it's, 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 fine. it's fine it's fine something new kevin is a little afraid he doesn't know what to do trying a little something eat well trying a little something different to see if it uh, if it works out better for all three of us trying to expand the ways we do this whole thing uh as we move forward with this pandemic because i don't know the next time i'm actually going to be able to record in the same room with these two assholes or anybody for that matter so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad that we're doing this we're able to find new ways to create and everything and it's a lot of fun okay so we are here today, gathered together to talk about the Lawrence Arms band from Chicago and their album, Oh Calcutta. And this is an extremely my shit episode, and this is extremely Tony's shit. Uh, yeah, that is. Uh, so that's because it uh, released in uh march 2006 uh exactly it was march 7 2006 uh i was junior in high school um that was a really shitty year for me so i was just depressed and frustrated but you know that's a lot of teenagers for you um and so for me oh calcutta it felt like a life preserver in that it had songs filled with all this frustration but there's like hope and perspective to it too Mm -hmm. um it's like there's a lot of making the best of your you know of the rotten ways you feel and mostly it's through hanging out with a bunch of other people that feel rotten (laughs) so you know this is another good this is another good buddy album you know is like right around the jewels four and that's it's it feels like you're you should listen to this with buddies it's 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 absolutely perfect it's a perfect way to describe music and like being able to hang out with somebody that might feel the same way as you and that that kind of like to put it all together it's like it's like you're not alone it makes you feel like you're not alone in this whole situation Mm -hmm. like you could be having the worst day the worst time of your life but music is always there to give you a hug letting you know that hey it's rough but we can get through this together you're not the only one out there feeling like this it's nice and it, I think it probably, it probably works like that because, uh, so Lawrence Arms, they formed in 1999 in Chicago, Illinois. Chicago. Um, they're big, you know, they're big piece of their uh, DIY scene down there. All those uh, pop punk bands come forming in the 90s and making their way in the early 2000s. Uh, so the guitarist, Chris, um, you know, I never really heard his name said out loud, but Chris McCahan. McCahan. And then Brendan Kelly from, you know, the bassist and from a bunch of other bands. They are like lifelong friends. They've been friends since they were kids. So that's probably also why the music sounds in such a way of like, it really does sound like two guys sitting down and writing an album. So yeah, they formed in 99. Uh, and then they got to, uh, just through their connections, they started recording right away, um, as a band before they even played shows, they got up, they put out a, their first record from Asian man records, uh, a guided tour of Chicago. Mm. So by this time, uh, this is what release 
it is their fifth full length by 2007. So that's a pretty prolific, or 2006. So that's a pretty prolific uh, five years, six years. Right, yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, six, seven years. So that's like putting out a record every year. So this one came out uh, in 2006. This was the first Fat Records release. So mm. prior to that was Asian Man's and uh, Asian Man Records uh, independent label, even more DIY than, you know, Fat Records that at least had the at least has the fat mic money behind it yeah still independent sure. just big independent <laughs> it, <laughs> yeah. it's exclusive company to uh rushmore records mm, yeah mm. um but the, so yeah this is uh oh wait this was the third album on fat records Sorry. Yeah, i was gonna say like i thought yeah yeah i fucked that up uh i'll fuck up other things too um but <laughs> this is uh brandon kelly says this is his favorite uh album they put out and then punk news the website that uh gives you uh you guessed it punk news um <laughs> named this the uh their number one album of the aughts of the, of the decade which is a big deal because right, that again shit. was the warp tour explosion so they had yeah. a lot of uh <laughs> choices to go with yeah for sure warp tour explosion and then also like some fairly big uh, punk bands put out like either their return to form records. So you have like Green Day's American Idiot. Uh, I believe it was also within that decade that My Chemical Romance put out The Black Parade. That might mm. be after 2010, though. I'm not 100% certain. I'm pretty sure it was before that. But like, and- I, it's not like there aren't punk records that came out during this time that. Oh, it's been okay. Sorry, Zoom just popped up at me and interrupted my thought train there for a second. <laughs> it's all right. It derailed. Uh, now it's all the f- freaking trains crashed everywhere. Oh, fuck. God. Damn it, Kevin. Uh, but even like uh, we've brought up, uh, <laughs> we've covered some other bands already on this podcast that put out like excellent albums uh, throughout this decade here against me being one that pops to mind mm-hmm. uh i want to say that uh, uh our glass jaw album that we reviewed was in this decade here we i don't know if, tribute like that there's there's a lot of excellent stuff so to put that this as number one is <laughs> like a mark of quality that is really really a sign for what you're in for mm-hmm. and uh i like um the juxtaposition that's through a lot of it the humor mixed with sometimes you know it's again mixed with you know kind of just shit blows um because like <laughs> old calcutta is the name of a 1969 off-broadway uh show but also mother Teresa uh said once said that chicago the south side of chicago is worse than calcutta uh, oh god impoverished area in india um yeah. Granted, Mother Teresa, not a good person, so who gives shit? But oh. she did say that. Also, yeah, go ahead and look it up. Do your research. She sucked. Um, <laughs> okay, all right. Shit. I, I didn't know any of that. I don't know yeah. any of that. Not, not good. Shit. Uh, um, pr- turns out the Catholic Church has issues. Uh, oh, yeah. What? Too shit, no. I guess. <laughs> no way. Um, but then there's a bunch of other references, but we'll get to them um, just while we just go through it. The other fun thing was in uh, the liner notes, uh, again, juxtaposition, always playing with it. There's two different quotes, a Shakespeare one, and then, uh, and then, uh, ah, and then a, a movie uh, quote. quote from Ted from Bill and Ted's. I don't know why I kept just blocking. <laughs> it's okay. My Lord, but... Yeah, so we got a Bill and Ted quote and a Shakespeare quote. Uh, Shakespeare's from King Lear. As flies to wanton boys, we are to the gods. They kill us for their sport. Mm. Which, yeah, sometimes. Right now, I'm feeling pretty smited by God. I don't know about you guys, but I mean, feel right now, God's playing with all of us. Because uh, this is whack. But, um, and then, uh, but as Ted puts it better, Billy, you are dealing with the oddity of time travel with the greatest of these. That's it. That's a good combination of how this album fits together there. I love that. Shakespeare and Bill and Ted, get the fuck out of here. So with this being uh, completely or extremely your shit, did you have 
this album or did you uh get it digitally and then just like listen to it through mp3s and uh, i bought the shit on compact disc cd baby it was a cd purchase it had the chicago flag as the art and guess what the record does too because now i have the record um <laughs> awesome. same with the album art it's just for kind of the chicago flag with a little bit of just uh well they replaced the stars with their logo which is an hourglass with bat wings uh, oh yeah, I know that yeah. that much. And then it's in front of like it looks like downtown Chicago in front of a mm-hmm. river. I uh, I also wanted to say like uh, maybe a couple of years ago I don't know what I did in my head, but for some reason I really wanted to collect CDs again. So I remember I have this whole thing of seed, this whole stack of CDs that I'm looking at. It's in my closet right now. I'm looking at it, and I still have it, still right there. And I was like, wow, I remember one year I was like, I should really start buying these physical copies again. And I'm like, no, stop. I mean, I'm still going to support musical acts. I just don't file the need to get a CD anymore. I don't know why I did that. I don't know why I decided to go back to CDs for a second. (laughs) Well, I mean, records, I guess, just look cooler because they're bigger. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's what I'm saying. That's gonna say that's how I do it. I was like, I buy the record, even though my vinyl player just fucking went to shit. And now I like I don't know why I thought maybe like the smaller version of these little metal things or little CD things would be a lot better than the record themselves. But here I I digress. (laughs) But yeah, um, uh, uh, let's get into it. Okay, let's do it. Let's get to this album. So I love this little intro track, and I think anybody does because why would you not? It's a two-minute song. Yeah. So if you don't like it, just skip it. But I'm pretty sure everybody likes it. It's probably one of the best songs. It's well, just a great intro song. When you say a two-minute song, you might need to be more specific because they're all two-minute songs. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> oh, some are like, I'm sorry. Some are like 1.30. I apologize. Uh, no, some are three minutes. Yeah, you get three minutes. <laughs> the middle's three. All right, fine. But, um... But yeah, uh, again, uh, again, it just, it's funny because they named this after a Broadway production because this feels really much like a, uh, uh, it's not called intro, what's the first, interlude. Mm. It's very much an interlude to a production of where it is a shorter, you know, interludes tend to be one of the shorter songs, but it, 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 it gives you the themes of the whole thing. Right. And that's exactly what The Devil's Taking Names feels like. Mm. Because, you know... This is this this track here actually is like this is like one of the only songs I know from Lawrence Arms. I know a couple songs from Lawrence Arms, um, but like this first track here is like one of the well-known ones. I think it's probably my favorite one out of all their stuff that I know so far. I shouldn't speak so so broadly so fast here because like I, I have to listen to a little, little bit more of their stuff to get a feel for it. But right now, I think I I, I really enjoy this song because I like how. Um, it's kind of like someone fighting with themselves and when they get to the chorus, it's like, well, maybe, you know, maybe I do and I'm just too weak to fight or something like that. I just love that little fight right there with himself uh, in order to get to the chorus. It's super catchy and, and definitely punk rocky. And again, laughing and crying are basically the same. Like I get like I get that that line and also it just goes, that's one of the main themes through this whole thing. Mm. Again, it's like you're crying and laughing and your cry laughing is all the emotions i feel a lot nowadays like right now with everything gone to shit because <laughs> sometimes you sometimes you just gotta laugh yeah and other times you're not laughing i i have yeah to cur- it's a great like we've already mentioned that okokata being a uh broadway production and the laughing and crying being theaters like the drama and comedy masks uh and then this entire album like has a lot of uh literary and uh movie allusions that's made throughout the entire of it and this it's it's an entire production that like works on a whole bunch of levels so yeah and, and exactly and again it's his first track it kicks it off and like it's just it it, it describes the themes we get in this oh yeah Absolutely. Um, cause then we go into cut it up, which is very much, a 
I'm hanging around with a bunch of other, you know, society's rejects all night. And, you know, on one hand, it's, yeah, we all have a kinship, but also we're all the rejects, you know, kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and then also there's definitely abuse going on, <laughs> right, <laughs> which right. when you're a two thousand, when you're a junior in high school, you're like, yeah, that sounds so cool. And it's like, no, this is killing me. Then <laughs> 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 you grow up and most people tell you, yeah, I was nearly dying all the time. God. That's, uh, yeah, go ahead. So, but yeah, I'm just saying like that uh cut it up is great uh it's it's, it's a good follow-up it's a good act one yeah. following up in the interlude what do you what do you feel as far as this album if you could break down like a couple songs like what are your highlights on this album uh well yeah so the first two yeah and then uh when am i well then i like great lakes great escapes so yeah first three right away uh but it's because then it's chris's turn to be the lead singer in the third in the third song and the always them going back and forth is one of you know it's why i yeah. like alkaline trio so much too and other bands that do that mm -hmm. it gives you a lot of variety when pop uh, or punk rock and then pop punk definitely uh you gotta always find that variety it's not yeah. always easy to find and sometimes that's fine uh sticking to the wheelhouse but also it helps to mix it up when uh, you got more than one songwriter so i do like you know, like just the way all three go together yeah, right I, off the top I, I do enjoy that too especially when you get like a couple different voices in there and they could still be like the lead part of it um like like you mentioned alkaline trio i i love hearing both the voices and i think they both really work really well i was gonna say i like system of a down doing that but i, I think i'd be lying to myself if i said that because then darren took too much <laughs> darren 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 grassman had too many straws there and i'm like all right all right let's back it up a little bit here like i understand you know, I still. I What's still, the second one? I always get it was confused. it was hypnotized. Okay, was right. mesmerized and hypnotized. Um, and I and you know I still love those albums. And it's stupid because I like, for for me I don't know why, but like System of Down can like do no wrong as far as like making music. But then their drummer's a fucking idiot. But that doesn't matter anyway. <laughs> um, but I, I still like think the combination of like the different vocals that you can have as a lead singer. It's 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 super good. It's super good. So I mentioned the first three. Uh, what are ones that you would like to highlight, Kevin or Ben? Are you there, Margaret? It's me, God. Yeah. Speaking <laughs> Which, of... Just a fantastic song title name already. Yeah. Right. And then <laughs> it's uh, that it's like that growing crescendo, and then this is like the big second act, you know. Yeah kind of uh, summary of, or I, I don't know where am I going with Kevin you <laughs> keep going uh, hold on just bringing up the lyrics again here real quick because I just want to make sure that uh, I catch the yeah the just wanted to make sure that I was thinking of the right track here because it was the aeroplane one uh, which I don't know if uh, any of you are familiar with uh, the album Aeroplane Over the Sea. Uh, I'm blanking on who it's by now. I really should have done a whole bunch of this research before <laughs> the show. We're, we're giving uh, you but, the best quality of show today, folks. It's just letting you know. Uh, it reminded me just off of that just a little bit, but also uh, whenever I'm in Chicago, it's usually I'm flying out of O'Hare. So. Neutral, neutral Milk Hotel. There you go. There we go. That's it. Uh, I'm flying out of O'Hare, so like a, a a song specifically of like the idea of people you know leaving uh, where you're at, but you want to like keep them as close as you can. Like it, it's a uh, resonating factor when one of the largest uh, ways of getting out of the city and country for that matter uh, is right there in your hometown. Mm -hmm. And I like, cause then it brings the devil back into this. Yes. Making the devil a character again, yeah. um, which again, comparing it, you know, them taking a cue from a Broadway production again, it's playing with that idea of 
yeah, like the devil's a personified character, and now he's um, taken his name now, and it's because the character, whatever Brandon was feeling at the time, it's like there's nowhere left to go. Mm-hmm. And it's about halfway through the album where, in a production, that's when you would introduce, uh, reintroduce someone to a uh, narrative, if you will, and it's. It's just, uh, uh, it starts my favorite three uh, tracks on the album uh, between Are You There, Margaret, to Jumping the Shark and Lose Your Illusion. Yes, mm-hmm. and actually I wanted to highlight Jumping the Shark a little bit because I love, every time says someone, someone says Jumping the Shark, I love like the meaning of it. If you don't know what the meaning of Jumping the Shark is, it's when a show or any sort of situation gets that past the point and it's on its way to declining. Um, I guess like what was that? That was in the Fonz. What what show yeah. was the Fonz? So in? it's Happy Days, Happy where Days. Uh, it's specifically the moment in a show uh, where people say it stops being good. And technically, Happy Days stopped being good like before this, but this is the moment where everyone goes like, okay, now it's just fucking ridiculous. And <laughs> Arthur Fonzarelli jumps a little is water skiing and goes off a ramp and jumps over a literal shark. And uh, that's... <laughs> so that's where the phrase comes from. That's where the phrase comes from. And I really enjoy that they're still using, like Tony mentioned before, they're using comedy and tragedy because this is like, the song kind of talks about like the old times that this this person had. I, I don't know if it was Brandon or, or if it was Chris. Was that the other guy, Chris? Yeah. Um, and uh, like they're talking about how like... Uh, they would wake up and just be like hungover as shit with drinks and everything and like they're just talking about how they were back in their younger selves and how like they felt like maybe that was them jumping the shark and i, I like find that they like i i i find them uh using cap comedy and tragedy uh using that pretty well in this case because like it's it's just him getting over his old life and now he's moving on to something else so like maybe in that certain point of time of his life he was definitely jumping the shark as he would say but then mm-hmm. like he found himself on the other side uh like i i, I want to like use the analogy of doing a spin-off show because now it's something else that could be better and yeah uh, <laughs> uh, and i think like i think that's why i'd like to highlight that one too yeah, this is this great middle of coming to the realization. Yeah, uh, again, yeah, it is a good narrative because it is coming to that realization that, uh, well, are you there, Margaret? Is yeah, it's you're down in the dumps. Then it's that moment of clarity on jumping the shark. Mm-hmm. So, like you said, it's time to do something new because yeah. just doing the same thing over and over again, yeah, is jumping the shark in a way. Of, yeah. But at the same time, he's jumping the shark because he's gonna finally change it up. Gonna finally put Fonzie on a jet ski with his leather jacket on. <laughs> so that's, I, the, that's the best image is that it's <laughs> the full top, but like he's got the teeny tiny uh, swim on. trunks yeah, that yeah. Uh, they wore back in the 60s. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then that moves right into Lose Your Illusion 1, which Great dad pun. I don't know if they are dads at this point when they've uh, written the album, but uh, to take a classic dad band like Guns N' Roses and take their most bloated albums and turn it into uh, just a nice little pun from one of your tracks, just chef's kiss for that one, boys. (laughs) Uh, But then it also makes a great... uh, Great track to great Kurt Vonnegut poll with uh, So It Goes, which uh, for those who don't know, in Slaughterhouse-Five that's the phrase that gets repeated like as they talk about death and dying and how it's just a part of life that uh, you kind of have to live with. And talking about uh, especially Slaughterhouse-Five uh, laughing and crying again it's the juxtaposition because uh, Slaughterhouse-Five is definitely like a black satire. It's supposed to be funny, but uh, the characters in World War II most of the time. Um, but yeah, it's also a very funny book at the same time, but also very weird. It's a hard book to read. 
I kinda it's a good book to read. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want to ask you guys a question. Is there something about Guns N' Roses that punk bands just kind of like gravitate to a little bit? Because we got this one right here, but then I'm also thinking Against Me's Reinventing Axl Rose. Is they, that grew, like... they grew up listening to it. So, okay, I was going to say like, is right. there something <laughs> uh, about that? He's also like, Axl Rose, I think, might have been the epitome of the rock star uh, mm-hmm. for a lot of people growing up in the 90s. Uh, the fact that they were late, he'd throw tantrums on stage and just like leave at, uh, like in the middle of a set or after playing like only two songs. Uh, there was a riot, I want to say in either Toronto or Montreal, where like they left, they show, they were already late, they played one song and then they left. Like I- that's the tantrum that Axl Rose threw. And he's kind of just right. before Guns N' Roses, you had, you know, like The Who or Led Zeppelin, where it's like trashing hotel rooms. This was the 80s version of that taken one step further. And I feel it was Baby's first rock band. For so all these guys that were growing up at that time, learning to play and stuff, uh, that was probably the first thing they're into before they discovered punk rock. And then it, once they, you know, once these guys decided to be, you know, punk rock musicians, then it's like, well, fuck Axl Rose, <laughs> what a right. dumbass, <laughs> uh, you know, he's a piece of shit or whatever. Because, uh, but I think, yeah, it was just because for them, it was their generation. It's uh, like, and then prob- and then after that, I guess it would have been more the grunge, whoever was uh, kid, uh, his first rock band, you know, was in the grunge era. So then early aughts, it was when we were early aughts being 13, 14 and baby's first band being alkaline or not alkaline, uh, blink way two was (laughs) blink way two. Uh, what else during that time? That was green day. It was still green. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Green day. Like, Good Even Charlotte. If, yeah, Good Charlotte too. <laughs> All those kind of like baby's first band. So I feel like for a lot of those guys, yeah, it was probably Guns N' Roses was the first time they were ever like, oh, music's cool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then they, you know, grew up a little bit and they're like, well, music is cool, but not Axel Rose's music. <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> no. I never understood, like, I understand like them growing up with it, but I never understood the appeal for myself, at least like the appeal of like guns and roses or like hair rock and roll like that for me, at least sometimes it can be fun, but like I see some asshole being like Axl Rose. I'm not going to, not going to gravitate towards that shit. Now I'm done. I mean, I get a lot of hair metal. I don't care for guns and roses. I get slash fucking whips. Okay. (laughs) Yes. I'm sorry. I forgot that slash does make up for most of that band. <laughs> slash fucking rules he does uh, but yeah also just lose your illusion is good uh is just a really good uh melodic punk song yes <laughs> uh again chris's voice again is more melodic than brandon's uh and um because and then again just the chorus i don't know when i don't not sing with it because it's just it's simple words and just she makes it just really easy to catch on because <laughs> yeah, all sure. that shit does mean nothing and yeah. you just take it as it comes and let it all fade away that's some good stuff right there because you know and that's a part of recovery yeah just let yeah. it all fade away right for sure and uh so this song and jumping the shark you know these are two songs that if we got to be all together and party it'd be nice to sing along and we can't mm. <laughs> and that's tragic it's very tragic god um, not think about that right now let's go to key to the city and i'm assuming when they are talking about key to the city that would probably mean chicago mm. what's mm. going on in chicago oh yeah well chicago there's a lot of things. I, I like to, I, I really love the city of Chicago. Uh, right after Amber and I got engaged last year, we took a little vacation down in Chicago for uh, like five days or something like that. And it was a lot of fun doing that. Doing all this fun Chicago stuff, walking around the city, going, seeing the sights, having some drinks at some bars. I absolutely love Chicago. I hate their sports teams. Um, <laughs> we're playing the Cubs right now, but we're yes. whipping Cub ass. It is That's now right. seven to three. Oh, the Ivy ate the ball. And then, Not uh, getting that one back. 
R.I.P. to your guys' favorite show that takes place in Chicago. Well, temporary oh, R.I.P. I wouldn't say R.I.P. They're going to be back next year. They're not temporary. Year, yeah. uh, Riot Fest, they decided to cancel this year. I shouldn't say cancel. They just pushed back this year. I mean, um, they did cancel it this year. Saying saying you pushed it back implies that they're going to have this exact same lineup. Uh, <laughs> That's, well, they kind of are. Like, I they, I think there are some bands that maybe uh, uh, got added knowing that uh, they just aren't planning that far out ahead. Um, Fair enough. I like that you can buy 2020 merch. Yes. That, <laughs> it's, it, it's it's funny. Their merch is really funny of just like, this is the year it didn't suck. Well, well yeah. <laughs> I, I was going to say, Riot Fest is so good about that. Riot Fest is like... Uh, like they they don't take themselves too seriously and i think it like really responds well with the fans of riot fest every time going there every year so much fun just seeing them make fun of themselves it's just... i i do enjoy warp warp tour turned uh 21 and uh stopped hanging out with underage girls i'm talking about warp tour <laughs> um because it's a lot less predatory too because my lord no yeah. i i think warp tour Kick the, I don't think they had a problem with people still showing up for it. I think it was just time to uh, get the fuck out of here before uh, people started coming wise to what the shit was happening. Because right. if you are friends with any women or girls, you know, girl, women they were now, girls at the time, then. but yeah. Yes. If you're friends with women that were girls during the work tour age, just talk to them a while about the shit that they, you know, got to see and enjoy uh, hanging out with the bands in such close proximity. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so and that's yeah. just... <laughs> yeah. I'm going to bring that even uh, full circle for uh, this right now. One of the bands on that was scheduled to play Riot Fest next year has been dropped. Swimmers uh, had to be removed from the Riot Fest lineup because their drummer, uh, also known as Billy Joel Armstrong's kid uh, was recently accused of uh, sexual harassment himself. So, oh my oh, god, I did Billy. not know that in your own house. God damn, that's not um, too punk rock. What are you doing? No, right? it is not punk rock at all. No, that sucks. Um, god, what a downer. <laughs> but also, um, so yeah, much love to Chicago. Um, I mean, Ben has to love them because CM Punk's from there. And that's yeah, his, yeah, yeah. That's his uh, wrestling waifu. I saw. <laughs> <laughs> he has them in like that. Oh, uh, no. He, he has them as a. Oh, you has, have a CM Punk body pillow? I yeah. believe don't, it. I believe don't it. Don't worry about it. I believe it. Amber may have almost ended everything with me several times because <laughs> of it. <laughs> it just can can Sam come to bed with us? Is it? This I mean, like Please. he said of that joke <laughs> where there's like a faded hole. The whole thing's just faded from how much he hugs it. <laughs> there's just a little. There's just a little tank top outline over CM Punk's shoulders. <laughs> hey, I don't sleep with a tank top. Come on now. <laughs> I just naked. So there's two yeah. little tiny nipple spots. Yeah, exactly. Thank two you. Two tiny nipple stains. Oh from my the world's God. smallest nipples from a man that is stands over <laughs> six feet. Don't. Yeah. I mean, I don't need to be judged or critiqued about my nipples right now. Okay. <laughs> they're they're good for me and my body. Okay. So I will take my tiny nipples and be angry that you guys are making fun of my tiny nipples. Okay. It's fine. Ben has tiny nipples. I do. It's like uh, (laughs) they're not that tiny. To be completely honest, it's not that bad. It was. It must have been really cold that night when we first discovered them because (laughs) they're not. They're not that. They're not that tiny. They're perfectly normal. (laughs) After years of digging, we found Ben's nipples. (laughs) We're like, well, so for everybody that you know can't see us right now, I just exposed my nipple, and then Kevin had to make the argument that they're not actually that tiny. And you know what, Kevin? Thank you. I don't think they are that tiny. (laughs) Anyways, yeah, okay, CM Punk, got it, cool. I'm going to get a bumper sticker and plant it on your car, and it'll say, ask me about my tiny nipples. (laughs) I will. I do have to say one of my favorite things to get us back on track a little bit, not quite on track, uh, because I'm just going to be commentating about Chicago here real quick, is that they have two foodstuffs that are very much like iconic to the city. 
one being the Chicago style hot dog, hot which dogs. Is, is held as like the prime example of what a hot dog is. Mm-hmm. Hot dogs. And then there's Chicago deep dish pizza, which pizza. is, is in the argument of, is it even really pizza? Like people like can't like it's two opposite ends of the spectrum of what you get for uh, your food stuffs of that shit is a sandwich. Both of them are sandwiches. So, no. Eric, there you go. No. <laughs> it's lasagna no. pizza. It's lasagna pizza? Don't don't make me talk about sandwiches again, guys. We did that already. Lasagna? Early. Lasagna. Lasagna. Yeah. Lasagna. It's lasagna. I mean, <laughs> I still it. like cheese and tomato sauce and bread. Like Right. Like, I, so, actually, like I've never had a true t- Chicago deep dish pizza, so I couldn't actually tell you we had to be those folks that went to giordano's when we were down there once i see i forgot like yeah amber and i did the same thing i remember like we went in there and we were like super hungry it wasn't i don't know if it was giordano's or some it was some pizza place downtown and we went in there and we're like super hungry and we're like dying and we're like can we get a large deep dish pizza and they're like okay you don't want to do that don't do (laughs) (laughs) the bartender was seriously like okay here's what you could do there's only two of you and you're going to be walking around the city, just get the medium. And if you guys are, or no, they, I think he even said, he told us to get the small. He's like, get the small. And if you guys are hungry after that, then we'll figure something else out with like wings or something like that. So then we got the small and we're like, oh shit, this guy knew exactly what he was talking about. Cause we were fucking <laughs> full after that deep dish pizza. Yeah. I just always look for the Vienna beef. Uh, whenever I'm down in Chicago, that's, that's, that's all I need. <laughs> So and then I like how this closes out. Yes. <laughs> Back to the album. We were talking yes. about music. <laughs> we were talking <laughs> about music for a second. But if you're in Chicago, enjoy the city. It's really good. Yeah, I think uh, I think the the song "Warp Summer Extravaganza" is. Well, I'm talking like a record player first. That's a okay. hit track, sir. Sorry. My bad. My bad. I was gonna say that's if there's one thing uh, to the to disrespect Spotify a little bit. Uh, you would never know what the original track listings are for a lot of these albums because they throw in the secret hidden track as its own track, which it's nice for playlists and whatnot. I get that. But uh, there are two tracks here that are added to the Spotify album that just, I'm guessing, either were the hidden tracks or just not on the album in the first place. Mm-hmm. I, uh, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, so I like, I mean, it's, Again, just catchy as hell. Like you only listen to it a couple times, and you can, you know, uh, sing along with Brandon about how he's like a record player. Keep going around, and it feels like relevant again. Arm, and it's 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 such a great visual metaphor. Yeah, and also it feels so relevant again because I just feel like a record player going around and around. I feel like also that same squid, that one Squidward, uh, that Spongebob episode where Squidward's just doing all the same things over and over with the same expression <laughs> on his face. Because that's life right now. Yeah. Life in quarantine is a lot of just the same shit. And so I'm feeling a lot like a record player too, just spinning around and around. When I um, saw uh, uh them plays so to bring back riot fest real quick uh because you got to see them play this in their totality yeah uh i think it was two years ago or three years ago uh the larry arms played this album uh in its entirety and this song i think was the uh had the most impact on the audience when they ripped into it because before all this it was just mosh pits and whatnot then they get to the song and everyone kind of stops and sings along with the opening part of it. And then when they really uh, kick into it, it started into a circle pit. So it was just a nice little uh, uh, round and round. Uh, it, it just, it's one of those things where like you can't plan it. And when it does happen, it's just fucking awesome that you're there to see it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Music. And that's why doing the whole album thing is great because it gets all the people together that know it and it's like creating a music video that you always wanted to be a part of yeah yeah <laughs> that's actually what it reminds me of so <laughs> um but yeah uh this ben is, this said, is uh 
No, I was going to say, like, this just uh, makes me miss concerts that just more, like, that much more. <laughs> because, like, hearing all these stuff, like, I just remember, like, another Riot Fest memory I have is, like, seeing um, uh, fucking Jerry Lee Lewis and Great Balls of Fire. And there was a mer- there was a circle pit for that. It was super fucking cool. Anyway, sorry. Uh, going back to this record here, I, I do like the tracks that are uh, considered, I guess, hidden tracks right now. I think Warp Summer Extravaganza is like a very chill ending to something, so I could see why. I guess I guess that's that, that makes a lot of sense now hearing that it was a hidden track, because like listening to the track itself, it doesn't very sound like... Very country song. Very, yeah. yes. Very uh, country. Again, Chris is, as the second singer, sings another like cool mix up because yeah it, it's way more country because he has a little twang to his voice mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I, I just think it's just like a chill way to like fucking end it uh, and the album itself and I really would assume that he just probably remember you know like you know and again not to sound like yep every band there was a predator like I'm sure they had a just good time you know at uh, Warp Tour but it really feels like you know remember when guys would finish up their sets mm-hmm. they'd go hang out in their tent to say hi to people and I'm sure it, it really feels like a song he just sat there with his acoustic guitar playing yeah. a, you know playing around with like between that and the trailer or whatever and then it makes it on the album just because he just played it enough around them I feel that, yeah. that's my narrative to it because that's what it I mean it's named after the tour and I bet you it was just him with an acoustic guitar playing around that's yeah I was gonna, a week <laughs> I was gonna say like it was kind of funny that we brought up Warp Tour I mean not in the greatest light but then like seeing that this track was called Warp Summer Extravaganza and it kind of made sense and fit with the whole Warped Tour thing I guess well because again YFS is cool because it's like the grown up version yeah like <laughs> it, it turned 21 and stopped hanging out with underage yeah, girls it's like alright yeah, right <laughs> so you know uh, get all those creep. you know there's plenty of bands that were revealed to be creepers but not enough uh, yes, uh, <laughs> but uh, some uh there was that one that was really bad that uh, ICP put a hit out on that guy, basically. Oh, my God. <laughs> no shit. Uh, which, which guy? Or who had, was it? like, Blood on the Dance Floor main oh, singer that yeah, looks yeah, like yeah. he was made in a Hot Topic factory. <laughs> but, yeah, he was really bad. But, yeah, I like how uh, recently uh, ICP has just keeps posting his picture and just say, beat his ass if you see him. <laughs> <That's>, you know... <laughs> I have to, like, you know, I think I'm finally coming around, but for ICP, I really think they get such a bad rep. All the love to the Juggalos. Not your music so much, but the community. (laughs) The community. (laughs) But, like, seeing what they're doing and they're, like, calling that shit out and, like, I'm like, you know, this is not... They they were, like, the first... uh, ICP was, like, the first festival to fucking cancel because of of coronavirus. And their message was just on point of we will not sacrifice a single juggalo or juggalette yeah whoop, whoop. more solidarity whoop, and more whoop. of a message more of a unification message than our own government can come well, up with you, right. you know <laughs> so make shaggy sad. too dope and uh Fonz. Violent J. Well, Violent J. <laughs> well, you know, Shaggy Two Joe and Violent J, president and vice president. You know what we got to do, right? Now we have to do an ICP album. <laughs> no. We got to bring on a juggalo. No, no. Got to bring on a juggalo. Kevin, you're not going <laughs> to. Oh, no. Gonna, oh, no. Like, I'm uh, sick. <laughs> I can't. Uh, when are you guys recording that album? Well, I'll be sick that day. Go fuck yourself. Oh, no, I've got the corona. I can't come into the studio to record with you guys. <laughs> you exactly. know exactly what we're doing. We're no. going to rename the show Not Exactly Fago. <laughs> That's a good, like, fuck, man, when I, went, when, I went to the, when I went to the Dollar Tree and I fucking went in there and, like, that's all I drank. It was super- yeah, nice soda. Yeah. Not Exactly Fago, also known as Black Bear or Shasta. Shasta Cola. <laughs> Shasta Cola. Either way, that shit was good. Like, I'll admit it. It's starting to come oh, around. Another player got hit. They're oh, going to fight. Anyways, oh, that's baseball. I, baseball. I like this that, is not uh, exactly radio. <laughs> um, so we talked about a band called the Lawrence Arms. Uh, I don't think it means about talking, even though one of their nicknames is the Larry Arms. I don't think they're talking about a man named Larry in his arms. No. Yes. Uh, so the band name's origin is that uh, a couple of guys in the band, I forget which two of the three. Uh, Chris and Brendan, because they're besties. They were... 
Uh, they named it after the apartment that they were in. Uh, oh. The apartment was called the Lawrence Arms, which reminds me uh, when I was living up on uh, Lafayette Place, across the street from us was an apartment called the Farwell Arms. Uh, nice. I don't know why arms is associated with apartments. Yeah. Militias. <laughs> Militias used to live in apartments. Uh, but that's that's when it first clicked for me of where uh, the Lawrence Arms name might have come from, and then my hunch tr- proved uh, correct. Uh, what about the Farmington? <laughs> oh my God, no! Farmington. Well, that song a, is hot. We have to post that song later on this week. It's going to be a good time. Farmington. Um, but yes, going into what Tony was saying, we got a comment corner for you. Here we go. Comment corner. I took the name the Lawrence Arms, or we took the name the Lawrence Arms, very literal. We thought that someone named his arms Lawrence. So we asked you to name a body part, and uh, we told you to keep the dongs to a minimum. And I, I actually don't think we got a single dong. Not one dong name. Uh, we uh, got a dong. We got a dong name? No, we didn't. Oh, never mind. We got just... Uh... Uh, talking nuts, but we'll get there. (laughs) All right. All right. All right. So (laughs) we asked, we asked you guys to name uh, a body part of yours and it, it did, it didn't turn out that bad. We actually did pretty good job. So here we go. We'll get it started. First off, of course, my lovely fiance, Amber, she calls her elbows, the sexy Susans. And I'll be honest, I never heard her call them that before, but I'm going to have questions for her right after we're done recording. It's got to make sure, like, I know what's going on. On text list, I would have just assumed that meant uh, boobs. See, that's it. That's it. I think (laughs) this is true. I'd have been like, boobies! (laughs) Sexy Susans. Um, But go ahead. Go ahead. Sam, artist from Green Bay. Yes, uh, I should break down. uh, They call their feet Pete's Slash dudes, also noses or snoots. Yes, I should say, uh, Sam, she's a really cool, really creative person up in Green Bay. I worked with her at Glass Nickel Pizza when I worked up there when I was uh, a bartender. And uh, really fantastic artist. Like, if you can check out her artwork, check it out on Instagram. It's super cool uh, and very well done. But yes, no, she calls her feet. She calls feet peets and dudes and noses snoots. That's some cute stuff right there. <laughs> uh who's kaylee kaylee from kaylee i went to high school with her manitowoc no, uh says, what kaylee from uh, okanto uh says my <laughs> arms <laughs> she just says my arms that's all she types. <laughs> my arms <laughs> but anyway she calling the, her arms the soft betties soft betties i thought that was a pretty pretty good name actually that's uh, not was, bad that's not that bad i just keep thinking boobies got to <laughs> Any what, any name you can just call them booty if they have like an S at the end of it you think they're just boobs boobies yes all right Not that's ready. the only two that people have uh going on to Scott I actually work with him at uh, the Milwaukee Radio Group nice dude likes to be a jackass every once in a while uh, he likes to call his bile duck Dennis so that's a thing wow this sure feeling just a lot of weirdos yeah you know uh. <laughs> That's those are the people I work with. And guys out here being body parts. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, other Kevin, hi other Kevin. Uh, other says, Kevin. Uh, my favorite was in high school biology class. We had to come up with our own scientific Latin term for animals. He had a donkey and he called it gluteus maximus. Yeah, that's yes. awesome. I like that's that. awesome. Yes. I love it. There it is. That's cool. Winky face. Yes. Aww. <laughs> Steve from the Steve Miller band. Yep, absolutely. He got. He got. <laughs> I have this to say. Sorry, I dragged uh, your song "Abracadabra" the other time, but <laughs> "Abracadabra." I want to reach out and grab you. Anyways, Anyways, what does Steve say? Where is Steve from? <laughs> Steve's from Green Bay. Yeah, uh, and he stores all of his body parts in his. Oh, I store all of my body part <laughs> names in my appendix. Oh my god, Tony. Holy shit, Tony. I can't read. <laughs> I can't fucking read, man. Oh my god, Steve, oh my that's god. so good. Oh. oh, thank you. All right, Kevin. 
<laughs> that's, that's good stuff. Right All right, Sean uh, calls his uh, nose of the cocaine vacuum, which, sure. And then what about, <laughs> what about the other thing? He has two things there. Oh, uh, his tongue is also his testicle. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's the balls. That's, <laughs> no, that's his a tongue. ball reference. No, that's not a ball. I guess, yeah, it's a ball reference. I mean, he might taste testicles with his testicle. Lastly, so, <laughs> <laughs> so what does Liz do? All right, Liz is actually, uh, I, I think I played Overwatch with her a couple times. She's one of Amber's friends. Oh, hello, Liz. Hello, uh, Liz. <laughs> but do you, I guess, do you know her? I think you probably know her. You guys probably both, both know her, maybe. I don't know. Sure. No, Anyways, it doesn't matter. I got Liz it. Liz says, the caps in between fingers and toes, I refer to them and have been for some time now as webbies. It is to this degree that I evaluate how much sun I have seen and how much is left to be desired based on the webby to hand ratio. That is all. That's it. Wow. Okay. That's it. I will present that without comment. Um, <laughs> what about these UFOs? What the Aliens fuck? are real now. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That was our comment corner section. Thank you so much for <laughs> Thank you so much for commenting on that. We'll be back again next week with that with another comment corner section. See if we can get some other fucking weird shit going on. Maybe it'll be an ICP question. We'll think of something dealing with ICP. Uh, look at Kevin's face. He already doesn't want it. Anyways, that was our... I mean, that, do what you're going to do. I, <laughs> I'm just here for the ride. That's that's very true, Kevin. All right. Uh, no, that was, uh, that was a pretty good show. That was our show right there, guys. That was mm-hmm. nice. Lawrence Arms, good stuff right there. Oh, Calcutta. For your listening pleasure, take a listen to the album if you can. Thank you so much for listening to us. Make sure you catch us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter uh, for everything. Tony, I have a proposition for you. Mm. A proposition I'm going to ask you to start posting the comment corner on Twitter as well and see what happens. <laughs> okay. There we go. Bam. Let's see what we can get. Get some results on there. It's going to be a lot of fun. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Benny K, and that is... Tony just Tony. Tony just Tony. Person, woman, man, camera, TV, Tony. And Kevin, people, woman, man, camera, TV, Kevin. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, it's always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. We're out of here. Bye-bye. I trust.